Well, let's turn to the book of Hebrews. Well, we're getting there, but yeah, let's turn to Hebrews 11. Because just mentioning, looking at the shield of faith, last time we, that's two weeks ago, we started that, and the shield is something that protects us from the darts and arrows of the enemy, and we need faith. This is the big one. This is the one that covers the, as it were, the whole body we can hide behind the shield of faith. <clears throat> Last time we looked at the wisdom, well, well, we went back to chapter 10 and looked at the, the wisdom of faith, the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. <clears throat> and in verses 1 and 2, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of the things that do appear. I'm just reading uh, John Mackay's letter. And um, as a word from the director, I think we need to read it out. And he's just looking at things around the world today. But he's got Joshua, was it Hubbard, that came with him last time? And he uh, is going well and is going full-time now over in England to go around pre- preaching the truth of God, framed the, <laughs> framed the world by the word of his mouth, ex nihilo, out of nothing. He made all these things. We have to believe this. We must believe that <clears throat> the just shall live by faith. Did it? <laughs> Did Adam and Eve had to live by faith before the fall? Who did they walk with in the evenings? They walked with God. He was right there. They saw him. They walked and talked with him. And um, a lot of revelation would have been given then. And maybe explanation of different things that God... Amazing. And it would have still been the same if he... They hadn't sinned. But God's going to bring it back, isn't he? God's going to bring all things back to what it was. And I said that at the NBF. God is going to dwell among us. That's it. That's what he intended to do. That's what he did do. And has done that in the tabernacle, the the tabernacle, the temple. Emmanuel, God with us. He walked the streets of Jerusalem. Then he indwells us now by his Holy Spirit. And one day he's going to, tabernacle with men again all the righteous and saved what a what a wonderful thing and by faith we believe that to be true do you yes. I do. you really do <laughs> absolutely do amen. okay i've got an amen had to squeeze it out here <laughs> you didn't have to do that at the mbf <laughs> there's all these preachers there you didn't have to squeeze much hard <laughs> to have them say amen I said, Amen. Oh, what did I just say? <laughs> they must have got something out of that point. <clears throat> but anyway, moving on. The wisdom of faith, the warranty of faith. Verse 4. By faith Abel offered unto a more, God a more excellent sacrifice. This is the way that he was saved by the sacrifice of an animal. The blood was shed. And Cain, well, he was not a man of faith at all, was he? Unbelievable. That God had just made them. These children were born and raised. Adam and Eve spoke to them. One believed and one did not believe. 
and uh, <clears throat> they would have had the report that, that the creation was pristine pretty well, the fall was taking its effect, but not like it is today. It would have progressively gotten worse and worse, and so they would have seen this. Cain would have seen that. Abel believed. Abel was taught in the way of God. He offered his sacrifice at God as God had intended. So the sacrifice is offered right, right, right from the from that day forward and I believe Adam and Eve were doing that too and that's where Abel learnt it from but <clears throat> the warranty of faith a sacrifice was given our sacrifice the Lord Jesus the walk of faith we go to Enoch and faith, by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death amen even so come Lord Jesus and was not found because God had translated him. For before this translation, he had this testimony that he, he pleased God. And so it's the walk of faith. God wants us to walk by faith. Blessed are they that haven't seen, Jesus said in his high priestly prayer in John 17, but believe. And that's all of us today. We haven't seen, but we believe. Not seen with our physical eyes. We've seen with our spiritual eyes. And so that's... <coughs> The walk of faith, old Enoch. And a picture of the rapture of the saints there. And then we have this, but without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that <clears throat> excuse me, cometh to God must believe that he is and he's a rewarder of those or them that diligently seek him. And that, now we come to Noah, the witness of faith. The witness of faith. He's <laughs> certainly had a good witness. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for these men and women of faith. Thank you, Lord, that you give us faith as well. Lord, increase our faith in you and what you can do and on the basis of what you have done. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to live and to believe on the Lord Jesus and to live really live the Christian life. Bless the time together now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> okay, we've, we've looked at Noah already, and that was last time. The witness of faith. He, how, how long did he witness? Well, as far as we know, before he started building the ark, he was already a witness. He already believed. But there was 120 years from the time he, he was instructed to build the ark until the, until the flood came. And it saved his house and he condemned the world. He was mocked, he was jeered, he was put down. Probably even the people that he employed were laughing at him. You know, we, we marvelled at the pyramids of Egypt and how they built them. But Noah built an ark, the stories as high as it was, with the beams as big as they were. He didn't have machines that we had. I often wonder how he did. Now, people today use elephants. What's stopping um, Noah from using dinosaurs to do his logging? Brontosaurus, come here. <laughs> Hit your chain and just drag this log over here. What's the other one? I don't know all of the names of them. Where's, where's Caleb? He knows. <laughs> and lift this beam up here. You know. <laughs> Blow the whistle, stop. <laughs> I can just see it happening. Noah there building and everyone mocking. <laughs> what? It has never rained. What are you doing up here on dry ground? Anyway, the witness, he witnessed for 120 years. He said 
in Hebrew, in Peter, isn't it? He preached, a preacher of righteousness for all that time and declared to be a follower of the one true God. Only took, only took 1,600 years from Adam and Eve to Noah for the world to degenerate to absolute anarchy and the imaginations of the hearts of the people what does it say were only evil continually and as it was then so it be when the Lord comes is it getting close the imaginations of unsaved people's hearts is only evil continually you listen to unsaved people and that's the direction this world is headed now we go to the third well one two three fifth one we come to the wandering of faith we come to abraham the wandering of faith in verses 8 to 19 or you could call it on on abraham's part it was the wandering and with sarah but with sarah it was the waiting of faith what was she waiting for along with abraham a promised seed that would come that would be as the stars of the heaven when you think of having progeny that you're going to have stars of the heaven and there's the sand of the seashore what do you think you'd say oh can I have lots of kids <laughs> and, and they had one that the line would follow through and, and they still believed it would happen <laughs> we look back and say oh yeah that would have been easy no not in the day then there was, there was a hard road to hoe <laughs> you know Abraham's told his friends and neighbours we're going to be like the stars of the sea like the sand by the seashore uh, as far as our descendants how many kids have you got? I've got one (laughs) well the others but they weren't counted they might have mocked him in in saying that but it's become true has it not? there's many descendants now let's just divide this wandering and waiting of faith up under some other subheadings. Verse 8. And Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing where he went. I've called this one the tact of faith. You know how if you're in a, in a yacht, a sail thing, you're tacked, tacked, tacking this way, and you tack that way. Only time I've ever been was at Belbridge, Belbridge Bridge. I went across in a catamaran across there with Richard Hatfield. And we were a bit hairy. You know how they weigh up on one of the tubes and you're hanging off the edge? And if you know, know Richard, if you knew Richard, it was Max. You know, try to tip it if you can. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> and tack this way to catch the wind. But it was good because the wind was going that way and we were going that way. So we got it right on the side and it was pushing us flat out. But Abraham set his sail. There's a, there's a book, Setting the Sail, by, by him. <laughs> he wrote a whole lot of books. Come on, Pursuit of Holiness. Um, Tozer, thank you. Yes, it was A.W. Tozer. And it's called <coughs> the... Uh, setting the sail into or uh, with the wind blowing side on so you get maximum thrust and Abraham went out not knowing where he go he set his sail and took off <laughs> he obeyed faith 
needs to obey. In fact, the gospel is said we should obey the gospel. First Thessalonians chapter 1 verse about 7 and it talks about those that don't obey the gospel and that obedience is setting like Abraham, he sailed to believe and go. He went out. There's a sermon in each one of these. Then you have the tent or the tabernacle of faith. By faith in verse 9, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles. That sounds pretty luxurious, doesn't it? Tabernacles. <laughs> what it really was he dwelling in? <laughs> a tent. How would you like to live in a tent? For a holiday for a week? Yeah. <laughs> for a lifetime? No, no. No running water. <laughs> no shower, no bath, no, you know, all those things we just, they're everyday things we do. And that's where he went. He went from having those things to the wilderness and to the Middle East. And what is it like when the sun gets up on a tent? Very, hot. very, 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 very hot, isn't it? You just can't stay inside. And you wonder how those people, they still do it in places over there. And the refugees over there, they're living in tents in that very hot place and very cold place on the opposite, on the winter. The still live there. <clears throat> still yes, still live in tents. <clears throat> and not only he did it, but Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. What is that promise that Abraham, Isaac and Jacob received? It was the covenant that God gave to Abraham. Your seed shall be as the stars of the heaven, as the sand of the sea. And you can inherit this land <clears throat> that I've taken you to, wandering all over it. <laughs> like doing a bit of a survey trip for your life. But so they're tab the tabernacle. We are strangers and pilgrims. Just go over to First Peter 2, First Peter 2 and verse 11. We find there written, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. You see, when we get a lot of stuff, when Israel eventually came back into the land after being down in Egypt and multiplying out to millions of people, they came back into the land after 400 years, and you're going to get a land that you're going to inherit vineyards you didn't plant. You're going to inherit buildings you didn't build. You're going to get all this for nothing, orchards you didn't plant. And land flowing with milk and honey and they had all the possessions. What happened to them spiritually? It was downhill. But when Abraham and Isaac and Jacob lived in a tent, spiritually, how were they? All good. You see, now Abraham was rich. I don't know where he kept it. He didn't have a bank. But he was rich in faith and all these things. <clears throat> but he remained true to the word, even though he just lived in a tent, though being given exceeding great and precious promises. You see, the shield of faith. It's not what we have or what we haven't got will protect us from coveting that which we haven't got and relying on that which we have got instead of relying on the Lord. <clears throat> so the tent. Remember, we're in a tent let's look at second <clears throat> corinthians chapter five oh, praise god this is in the bible particularly at times of funerals because this is a excellent portion of scripture 
2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. For we know that if our earthly house of this, what is it? Tabernacle. Like Abraham was dwelling in a tabernacle, were dissolved. And what is it talking about here? This mortal body. If it's dissolved, when it's done with, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. We have an eternal body that God will give. And as and, and Job, Job said, though, uh, how's it? though this, my body, worms do eat, or something like that, I know that in my flesh, in my flesh, this one's going to dissolve, but in my flesh, the new one, I will see God. Hey, by faith, we believe that. We're, this is just temporal. And how often we think it's permanent. How often we do things for it, but not for the spiritual man. We should be spending time on the spiritual as much as on the physical because that is what is important. This is what God's trying to teach us with these examples of these pilgrims wandering around in tents instead of making great cities and that. They were better off, spiritually speaking, when they had less. Why, why is it so? Why is it with us humans that we're better off spiritually when we've got less? Yeah, that's it, isn't it? We're more reliant on God. And often the best times are the lean times, not the well-to-do times. It takes a strong faith to remain faithful in good times. That's when it's really tested because we become self-reliant. God doesn't want us to do that. Like Israel, they become self-reliant and moved away from the Lord. In those verse, verse 6 there in Second Corinthians 5, Therefore we are always confident, knowing that while we're at home in this body, in this tabernacle, this tent, we're absent from the Lord. But one day, just like the world and the universe, it's going to wax old. Your tent, your tabernacle, and it's going to be folded up. And it's going to be put away. Have you got an old tent in your shed? It's time to get rid of it. The old canvas one, not the pop-up ones. God's looking at you and me. We're waxing old in our tent. It's going to fold it up, put it away, and praise God, get a new one. And um, <clears throat> you could talk about the temple too, the temple, the tent, and the tabernacle, the three things, and that's in 1 Corinthians 3, we won't. But <clears throat> go back to Hebrews 11, just looking at Abraham, the wandering of faith and the waiting of faith. You've seen in the tact he took, set his sail to God by faith, left his city. The tent and tabernacle... <clears throat> That he dwelt in, he was a pilgrim just passing through, not gathering too much stuff with him. <laughs> and then in verse 10, the target of faith. What, what was his target? What was he going for? What was he aiming at? <laughs> a city. He looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Now, just to see if you remember how big the city is. <laughs> On Sunday, on s we talked about it. <laughs> okay. You haven't got the measurements yet. 1,500 miles, 2,400 kilometres. And that would be the size of, remember we gave you the illustration from Melbourne to... Uh, yeah, up there. What's the town up there? So, way up there. If you've ever travelled it, you know it's a long way. <laughs> And then across to Broome and down to Perth. 
down and across to big, big like that and as high as that. He looked for a city, we looked for a city. And we've been given the measurements, we've been given the size, we've been looking at what it's made of, we've looked at the, you can look at the foundations of it, you look at the gates, you can look at the gates of it, it's immense. It's just beyond description. And maybe that's what Paul said, I hasn't seen nor hear heard, neither has it entered to the heart of man those things that God hath prepared for them that love him. We have a goal, we have a target that we're going for, reaching out to. And verse 11 through faith, I've titled this one the tenacity of faith. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Remember the angel turned up? The angel of the Lord, the Lord Jesus turned up and Abraham entertained them and uh, went and killed a calf, got the servants to do it and dressed it and had a meal with the Lord. At that time, and the promise was then that you're going to have a child. And remember, what, what Sarah was there, and she was laughing. But in this verse, it said she believed the promise. This is maybe she got serious, and she believed, and she held to that promise, and it became reality, did it not? And they had Isaac. She judged him faithful, who had promised. We just Do we just sing that song? I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. We did. We just sung that one from Timothy. It's the reference there. And so we have, <clears throat> or to have that tenacity of faith come what will or may, I'm going to believe. And then verse 12, Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead. <laughs> I said to my dad, you're 86. I won't tell you why I said that to him. He said, I might live to 100. <laughs> it's as good as dead. I mean, sorry, but <laughs> we get to that age. And <laughs> you might say, we've got one foot in it. <laughs> as many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. <laughs> The triumph of faith, I've entitled this one, along with Sarah's tenacity, Abraham's triumph of faith in verse 12. Uh, it's wonderful to look at the, these of faith. Then verse 13, the trust of faith. We read, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and what? pilgrims on the earth their life was about the future about the target about eternity about getting to know God and here we see the trust of faith these promises are received as bank notes like <clears throat> a bank check which is good as cash are they not they honour so far <laughs> that, uh, that which you take in there Mark the words they received, persuaded, embraced, and confessed. There's some things we ought to do as Christians. Receive what God has given us. Be persuaded about them fully and wholly. Embrace them. Make them that which you live by. <laughs> Embrace them 
and confess, confess them by living a Christian life. And then verse 13, two in that verse, the last part of it, the telescope of faith. <coughs> Having seen them afar off, the telescope of faith. Unbelief says seeing is believing. That's the non-Christian. But faith says believing is seeing. When you believe, God opens the door to the reality of eternity. That's it. <clears throat> Believing is seeing. These promises are seen afar off, but they are seen, are they not? That um, The telescope of faith. I've put down Philippians chapter 1, verse 21 here. Philippians 1, 21, that tells us, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labour. Yet what I shall choose, I wot not. I'm in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. And so <clears throat> he had the trust and telescope of faith too. He knew whom he had believed, <laughs> and he was trusting. Whether alive or dead, he is the Lord's. And that is in the flesh. Alive in the flesh or dead. He was secure in the Lord's hands. 